0: You do the intro.
1: Oh please. Wait, I forgot the other Demillios.
2: Scissor right here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello
1: and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Heidi and I'm here with Mark. We are the Other Demilios. Thank you so much for listening.
2: So I thought we'd start off just kind of talking about some of the interesting things that happened this week. And there was a bunch of times this week that we were you and I were separated and I was with Charlie, <laughs> you were over at Dixie's apartment, but so Charlie decided Wait, hold on. Sorry.
1: Ahead. You say it like cuz people might not know like we're separated. We are always together.
2: Yes, we're always together. We're always together. So So when we're not together Usually it's like weird.
1: if You're with Charlie, like, I'll go with you guys. Or if I'm with Dixie, you'll come with us. Okay, continue.
2: So people always ask, like, how has this, the newfound notoriety and affected and the fact that we're in Hollywood, how has it affected us? And I am here to tell you that Charlie D'Amelio is 100% (laughs) a kid.
1: Unaffected.
2: (laughs) A normal 16-year-old. So she, there's packages that show up and where you would think... She would go in the direction of buying things that were like, wait, don't like jewelry or things that, and she does buy that, but she doesn't go crazy crazy with that stuff. But she buys a lot of things, whether it's stuffed animals, toys, and toys Legos. Legos, she loves making um, slime, puzzles. And, and I don't know, like she had a really, she's always, always loved doing that stuff. And she had a really, prior to this, had a really normal childhood. But she, I think partly because of COVID and that she's home a lot. And partly I think she just misses being uh, a little kid. A kid, a little kid, because she does work and does a lot of adult type things. But so, anyway, you might have seen she bought Orbeez. And so she didn't just do, like, buy a few of them. And I don't know really what they are. They're just like these. It was
1: like 60,000 or something?
2: No, more than that. She said there was like 600,000.
1: 600,000? Okay, she had a blow-up, like a toy blow-up swimming pool. It's in the shape of a heart. She got it on set. She was on a set doing a photo shoot, and they asked her if she wanted it. And she was like, absolutely. So that was step one. Continue.
2: So That's why we have a pool. You were out. And I'm on the couch just watching TV and she comes, (laughs) she shows me, she's like, you want to see my TikTok? And I said, okay. And she goes, she shows me that she jumped. So she has this pool with (laughs) heart shaped pool right outside of her bedroom outside.
1: Like a kiddie pool.
2: Like a kiddie pool. And she, I don't know how it happened. Like who filled that or what? She did. She did it by herself.
1: She filled the entire pool with 600,000 orbies.
2: And then she ends And they up,
1: expand so it's full to the top.
2: And she ends up doing a TikTok with it. And she jumps into it. And I'm sitting there just looking at her like and you know what? I'm really happy about it actually because I I love, I'm, it. I love she was smiling, she was having fun. She makes me laugh. Both kids make me laugh. They're both really funny, but that was it. And then she's just, and that, I think what's cool about it is people often ask us like, why do you think Charlie was so relatable? And I think that's (laughs) the, the reasons. And she doesn't care She cares about some things, but then like, just the things that normal people might say, hey, maybe you don't post that. She shows her true self, and I think that's why people like it. So as a dad, I'm sitting there looking at it going, wow, there's a lot worse things that could be happening (laughs) with my 16-year-old daughter, but filling up a a pool with 600,000 Orbeez is not one of the things that I'm really worried about.
1: You know what I think, too, because I've asked her about this about you know, did you miss something in your childhood? Like, why do you buy all the toys? Like, I was curious. And she said, because she does work a lot and she's got school and all of that, and in her downtime, those are the things, like, she doesn't have to think about it. It's it's simple, like, fun things that... She enjoys. So it's almost like a little bit of like a stress reliever, uh, you know, like that's her version of self-care. It was like building Legos or jumping in a pool of Orbeez (laughs) like that makes her mind relax and like just like it's fun and sort of just like thoughtless fun.
2: Uh, Heidi and I are headed to record our podcast question. uh, Do you feel like you can tell your parents anything? I know I could tell my mom anything, and I still do. I still call my mom and tell her all kinds of stuff. And she gives me advice and vice versa. I said, are there any topics of conversation that are off limits to discuss with your parents? And so it's kind of a strange balance because you want to be able to create an environment where your kids will tell you anything but with that i think where some people go wrong is they become they try to be their their kids best friend and that's where i think we've done a good job being there for the girls where they'll tell us anything like sometimes it's too much information for me <laughs> as a dad but i i like that's what i wanted i didn't want to ever have them say I didn't think I could come to you and tell you that. And I will tell you what I've done is I probably made a bigger deal out of the small things. And then when the <laughs> when the big things come, I one hundred percent do not judge, do not because I want them. Like the small things, if 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 they tell me something, Dad, I I didn't do well on a test or whatever, it's like Charlie, come on! You, Dixie, come on! You guys, know, but when it's a big thing, and I'm trying to think of one of the, one of the. They, they don't have a lot of big things that they come to us and 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 tell us that are an issue. But I never want them to go back and say, I can't believe I told my dad that, and the way he reacted was. was
3: yeah,
1: I feel like there was a time where they were like not sure like I know I can't even think of like big things but they really weren't that big but to them they felt they were nervous and they tried to handle things on their own and then when they came to us and saw how we were like all right we're here for you like we got you we'll help you figure this out and they were like wait a minute okay so um because as they got older and they started you know you make mistakes and you're trying to figure things out and then They realized really quickly, like, all those times where you could tell us anything. And they did as they grew up. But, like, as they got older and things, like, they thought this was huge. And then they told us and we were like, okay. Like, we showed them they could trust us by telling us anything because they got what they needed out of it. The support, not being judged, and, like, helped them figure it out. And they they weren't on their own. So, but I do still think... There's stuff they don't tell us. I think there's stuff they tell each other. And I think that's perfectly fine too. Like I don't have to know everything. I don't I think I don't know what the right answer to that is. But like I do think there's things that it's like for them and to share with each other or for them and their friends or like that. And that's okay. I think I think for a time like I wanted to know everything, but I realized that's like for them sometimes you know, some things, nothing dangerous or like crazy, but
2: yeah. And I think there's definitely things that, that you guys share as girls and women that they don't necessarily share with me, nor do I think I could have a good perspective on it because of, of who I am, but I'm just more happy that When there is something that they know that they can come to me.
1: There's been a lot of times when they've come to me and I said, actually, like, I probably like when they were like a little bit younger and like boys and stuff. And I was like, actually, why don't we get your dad in this conversation? Because he was a middle school boy or whatever. And I think he would have a good perspective and you do a good job of like trying to remember when you were that age and kind of like where your head was at and they would always be like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, just trust me. And then they would. And it was always like good teamwork. Cause there's definitely things like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to help you, but you and I working together, I think
2: was better. Yeah. So it was really interesting. And we just, I tweeted this out, like maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago. So we, we get some good responses. Heidi and I are heading to, in to record our podcast. Question, do you feel like you can tell your parents anything? I know I could tell my mom anything and I still do. Are there any topics of conversation that are off limits to discuss with your parents?
1: I was shocked. Almost every answer is mental health. Don't think I can talk to my parents about my mental health. And that was like, wow, there's a lot, a lo- almost every single one.
2: And which we talk is very about, sad and we talk about that all the time and I mean I think it's it's something you have to talk about and we bring that up all the time they also said which was interesting kind of what we we're just talking about was that they can tell their mom things that they can't tell their dad which
1: well I will tell you I have looking at all those responses I have this thought. Do the kids or whoever's some of them are college kids, too, they're not just like high school kids. do they think feel that they can't tell their parents because they don't think their parents will understand, or is it just really about them not having the confidence or you know I wonder what's it, what is it based on based on like like some of them are like, my parents are awesome. I don't think I could talk to them about my mental health. I wonder if it's more about the kid saying, like, I think the parents would love for them to talk about their mental health, but maybe they're just not comfortable. I also think these kids are so comfortable typing on their phones, I think it's hard for them to have the words, to come, like, to actually hear themselves talking about it out loud to their parents, like... You know, I don't know, maybe practice actually saying the words, even if you're by yourself, like to hear the words come out of your mouth, that might make it a little bit more comfortable. But
2: I obviously won't say who sent who sent this in. I don't even know. But um, he or she said, I feel like mental health discussions are off limits for me only because my mom would rather say everything is fine because she wouldn't want to believe that I could be having hard days mentally. And she is like, you're fine, et cetera. Everyone in the comments is saying that they talk to their parents most of the time. Is just their mom. Fathers are very distant from their kids most of the time, which is awful. With divorced parents and with a dad who doesn't even care, I haven't seen in years. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to come across it. we're...
1: No, but, and we've come a long way. Like, there was a absolutely. time we're like, oh, my God, we have so much fun. Like, what could you possibly be down about? Like, I realized... we can't do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I look again, I think I've I've said this a bunch of times before, but I used to parent based off of my needs that I had when I was a kid. And then when you sit there and you, and you provide for your kids and you give them all these things and you, all these things that you wanted when maybe you were a kid and you're like, look, we have a, you have two parents that have a ha- happy marriage. You you open the refrigerator door. There's food in there. There's a lot of positive things, and I had to break the cycle of of almost saying like, "Well, what do you have to be upset about? Why do you have anxiety?" And it, and it, and 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 I understand anxiety. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. that I have it myself, and I I get it. But I think a lot of parents out there deal don't deal with it. Properly and just say like, come on, you were, or you were just smiling, or mm-hmm. you're a happy-go-lucky. It's it's deeper than that, mm-hmm. and no, I don't want to any ever attempt to to or pretend that we have we have the answers. But I just think it's I think it's just a dialogue, it's a conversation, and it's keep taking the temperature of of your kids and knowing when and if you may need to get a professional uh, involved, but definitely not just. You're
1: fine. Yeah, I think kids do want to talk about it. In their own little world, it's hard to say the words. And so as a parent, I don't know, everybody knows their own kid the best. So figure out how to make it, like, comfortable for them based on your kid. I also think, too, like, a lot of people said, you know, I can tell my mom but not my dad when you were just saying that. I think sometimes... um dads want to fix things and so okay well all right what's going to make you happy all right you want to you know and it's hard because that's maybe not what the kid needs at the time so they feel like their dad
2: isn't a help hence why we have four dogs yeah (laughs) yeah it's trying it's trying to fix things making (laughs) make everyone happy
1: you know i've i still like have moments where You know, I'll see them down or upset and, like, I get nervous. Like, how can I help them through this moment without, like, making it worse or or validating their feelings and and making sure they feel supported? Sometimes they just want to hug. They just want to, like, cry. Charlie does a good job of, like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to cry and I want to be left alone. And I'm going to be fine. But it took her a long time to get there. Like sometimes she would just be crying in her room and I'm like, tell me, tell me what it is. What's wrong? What's wrong? And she would just, but now she's, uh, you know, older and she's like, I just want to cry. I just want to hug and I just want to be left alone and I will be fine.
2: But I, I think there's a part if you just, if parents just tell their kids that, they have their back they can come to them with anything i th- i do think there's a safety net that we've created to let the girls know that even if they don't tell us everything they know they can mm-hmm. and they know we're not going to bite their head off mm-hmm. if they if they come to us and that's got to be really tough when for for kids and i yeah. think what happens now is like we go and look at these every generation does it to the next generation and it's and it's it's not fair because we're not living in in their world we know what it was like to be a teenager in in our world and that's what i i, I read a lot of kids just saying that their their parents don't understand mm-hmm. um, or
1: they feel like they're going to be judged by the parents
2: right i i think my advice to parents would be you know to listen and and not to judge and because I think once you judge and once you, you close the door, yeah, and it's then hard to, it, it, it's hard to reo- reopen that. I think door. as
1: parents, you know, see what they're tweeting. <laughs> Maybe see, like, if you can figure out, are they really okay? Because I think there's a lot of kids that put on a happy face. I know ours. I've done that many times. And if you feel like as a parent, I don't know, like, sometimes I just have a gut, like, are you okay and then they'll just start crying. I don't know so you gotta without being invasive and and like you need to tell me what's wrong, just let just create an environment that is welcoming for them to you know if there's ever anything you want to talk about, I think that's worked for me so that could be a thing. And for a kid, if there's something you you know all these people that, commented i don't i can't talk about my mental health with my parents again like i feel like if they said the words out loud for themselves and let themselves hear it to me that's like the first step like okay i feel sad when or whatever and or this is really upsetting me hear yourself say it because i think saying it out loud is really
2: hard i'm sure it's not been they they have never said anything and now all of a sudden they're going to say something. I'm sure there are for a lot of these kids, mm-hmm. they've started the sub maybe talking about the subject by saying, Oh, hey, my friends mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. my my friends having some is suffering with mental illness and maybe the parents if, if if the parent would say, Wow, well, you know, what are they doing? How are they getting help? or or then then I think that would yeah. open up but I you know, it's so, so hard sometimes it's it's it may be a situation where the parent just shuts them down, mm-hmm. and not even, not even they kind of broach the subject, and and indirectly, and and they're they're shut down, and. So. Or
1: maybe they could like journal it too, their own feelings, and see, you know, at least get it out. I feel like sometimes like getting it out feels a little bit better, you know, as the.
2: And yeah. I, I just think it's it's it. You can't say. I, I see it. I read the stuff. Oh, they're, they're being soft, or these kids are soft nowadays, and I just don't think that's. I don't think that's fair, and I don't think it's accurate, and I think that perpetuates the problem where, where they where they feel like I'm being soft if I if I express myself mm-hmm. or I talk about my my feelings, and it's it, it, it's definitely a problem. So
3: yeah. get IXL now and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/audio visit IXL.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price so i am so proud of
1: Dixie she has been working her butt off she has been writing in the studio so much lately. And um, over the weekend, I was at her apartment and she let me hear some of the songs she wrote. And I'm so excited. I think it's a a little therapeutic for her to kind of like get her feelings and thoughts out. So that was really cool. And um, yeah, I can't wait for you to hear them. I'm sure when next time she's over, she'll let you play them for you.
2: No, I think that's awesome because I think that's you know, when she first started getting into music, we were picking songs that were already written. And now I think the fact that she's writing with other writers and is learning how to do the process, I think it's awesome. Because I think the songs are going to have... Where she was picking songs that kind of fit into what her thoughts and -hmm. feelings were all about. That's the difference between taking a song that is already written for someone else and making it your own and now she's writing songs about her experiences which I think are going to make much better much better songs because they're more heartfelt and Mm -hmm. more true to who she is and I love the fact that she's figuring out the the process and Yeah, it's you know.
1: so cool. She said each song is different. Sometimes it starts with the track, sometimes it starts with the lyrics. And so I was like, "What about this one?" She's like, "Mom, we wrote so many, like I don't remember."
2: <laughs> I mean, I couldn't be happier with her music team, like everybody that's on from Hicko and and from LA to Kate and Dom just It's like a family. Yeah,
1: they're great for her. They're like perfect for her. Um, But wait, while I was at her apartment, because I haven't been in a little while, because she's been in the studio, so I haven't really been over. I was floored because it's starting to have like her own personal touches on it. And I know she has been buying some things, but it looks so cool. She rearranged the furniture in the living room and dining room and... I I was like, why did we not think about this before? It just was, it didn't work the way it was, but it looks really cool. And um, yeah, I spent the day with her. It was, oh, the one thing she did ask me to do is organize her um, bathroom, like just products and stuff. And it kind of simplified everything. She just had too much stuff. So, um, but she's so proud of herself. Like she really had the time to sit and like, see, okay, this is what I like. And like, she, you know, it's a... The aesthetic is beautiful, and I'm so proud of her. It looks so cool. It was just fun hanging. Like, we usually always have somewhere to go or somewhere to be, and we didn't, and we just got to hang. And um, it was cool hanging with her.
2: And then I ended up hanging out with Charlie Saturday day, and I think I was just taking her somewhere to a store or something, for, running an errand or something, and we were driving, so... And I had the music on, and she was she said, "She's like, Dad, let's drive some more." Was, she never wants to do that. <laughs> I know, and I and I wanted to, I and I, I, I was like, "Yeah, absolutely!" Like, so we, so I played my music for a little while, then she switches oh. it over to her music, and then some of her music. It's funny because some of her music is stuff that she learned from my. She she has a pretty cool eclectic taste in music of of. New and 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 old, and I think it just happens that because we used to always play music in the car and in the house and stuff. And then we went, and it's funny. Like I, I'm trying to figure out whether the fact that she spends a lot of time at home in her room. Obviously, there's the, the COVID situation, but other than that, and then when I talk with other parents,
1: all of their who are kids.
2: Not. I just want to make sure it's not the. The fact that she's involved in social media and the pressures and all that stuff, I don't want her to all of a sudden become a recluse and stay in the house all the time. I want her, and she was totally enjoying it. We had the top down, and we got we got videoed by um, one of the paparazzi guys <laughs> that she that we really like, Josh. Yeah. Stopped and she and then I said, I said, All right, you ready to go home? She's like, No, let's go get coffee. So we went to That's,
1: She never one of the Dunkin'
2: anything. Donuts to get coffee. And they were sold out of um the, the remix, co- the cold foam, her new drink, yeah, the foam. Oh. They're so I don't know how you sell out of foam.
1: Oh, nope. yeah, wait, I don't know. So then it made of milk or something,
2: yeah, probably. But so were they were out of milk. I think maybe there's a process <laughs> to make it. We probably know this, but. Yeah, I don't know. Of I'll Google how to make fun. Oh,
1: that's so cute you guys hung out.
2: Yeah, and then Josh came, and we got Josh a coffee and she <laughs> handed it to him and it it was it, it was a fun day. So it was re- really cool. It was a it was it was a day that we it was a weekend that we all interacted together and separately and and a, a lot of a lot of fun.
1: I think um yeah, I hear a lot of cuz I asked parents the same question like Their teenagers are just in their room. They want to be in their room. They're watching movies and on their phones. And sometimes I think, like, why does she only want to just hang in her room? But a lot of kids are doing that. But it's cool that she wanted to go out because then you kind of feel like, all right, she's okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and the city was – like, I know there's still – covid is 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 happening and it's but it, things
1: are starting to open up here.
2: Absolutely. And restaurants and and a lot of stuff and it's and it's beautiful here in California where it's
1: Well, that's cool. Yeah, we both had our one-on-one time with each a child, so that's fun. That doesn't happen a lot. Like I feel like it's either all of us or like you and I are together all the time or the girls are together, but that was nice to divide up for once
2: yeah and then we and then you and i spent time together yeah yesterday
1: yeah last night
2: we went out to dinner mm-hmm. with some with a good friend of mine from yukon and his wife and
1: yeah they were so nice and they're it's so funny they're all, like we have teens they have triplet 12 year olds and then the other couple has like their youngest is a eight month old their oldest is six and there's one in the middle and i was just like we just were all on different playing fields but all like. It, you know, I don't care how old your kids are. Like you're struggling. Parenting is hard, and you're you know just when you feel like you figure. I know I feel this way. Just when I feel like okay, I figured this out. This is how I things change, and that's been. That's the one constant in parenting. Things are your kids are forever changing, which is good. Like they're evolving, but it's you know, you feel like confident and you're feeling good about your parenting and then things
2: switch up. Right. And D- Dixie doesn't get that sometimes. Um she's she's like, You're always stressed out. I'm like I'm not out. St- All I do since the second you were born (laughs) is make sure you don't die and that you're healthy and that. So just because you move out of the house doesn't mean I'm not like I'm worrying about her more now. Like at least with Charlie, I'm like knocking on the door. Hey, you okay in there? Everything good? (laughs) You still, you know, and she'll she'll come out to go up to the kitchen and hi, dad. Hi, Char. And but with Dixie, because she doesn't live with us. It's like I'm always. Yeah. Wait, where are you going? What's going on? What's it so?
1: Yeah, she Facetimes a lot more, which is nice. Yeah, she
2: does. I do love that. From last night, go just going out, just us. I think what other what first people should understand is like we've always made time for you for each other together as a couple not although we do things all four of us and we have done things all four of us we always do things together so I'm excited as things in la start to open up not just doing stuff with all four of us like going to a, a game but like going to a game just you and I and mm-hmm. doing things and, and 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 mixing it up I think everybody misses that yeah, I course. mean I will never. Ever take things the the simple things that we took for granted before for granted again? Just to being able to go to see a concert, mm-hmm. see, I, and I think that's what happened like with the Roaring Twenties, the, the Roaring nineteen twenties after oh. the Spanish flu, everybody just kind of let loose, and, and so maybe oh, we're gonna geez. have another Roaring Twenties <laughs> where. And I think everybody – look, I definitely have a newfound appreciation for all the simple things that I took for granted, whether it's sporting events or mm-hmm. being around people. I I like to be around I, – I guess my, my my point is I'm just – not just for me. I want, I want to be able to do things with – like I can't imagine going to a baseball stadium and having – being around 50,000 people. I but feel, at some point it's going to happen again. I
1: feel like it's going to be weird. Like we haven't – been in a crowded thing anywhere that was crowded so i i think everybody's gonna have to reacclimate. is that the right word <laughs> to being around you know i guess it'll happen slowly though so it'll be i
2: know i can't imagine what we've we've experienced la during covid and there's been very little traffic and being able to get to places like we're going to have to figure out that the trip to Santa Monica, which is taking, you know, fifteen minutes will probably take an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, we haven't we live, haven't had that live that yet. So we're gonna have to pad our schedule with yeah. travel time. Thanks everybody for listening to Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I love doing this with you, Ed. It's a lot of fun.
1: I do too. This is like super fun to spend the time with you. Thanks for being here with me.
2: Thanks for being here with me. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Don't forget to, you can follow me or not, but if you'd like to, at Mark D'Amelio on all socials.
1: And me at Heidi D'Amelio.
2: Right. And wait, I do want to say one thing about rating this podcast because- We got bad ratings before the thing even went on. <laughs> Somebody said it's dry and boring. <laughs> and and but was, there was
1: nothing up. There yet. was
2: nothing on there. So I'm like, so look, if you want to give us five stars, we'd appreciate. it We're not going to hate it, but like, give us give us a real critique. It's fine. we, yeah, we want to
1: get better and we, do better. Yeah,
2: because we had we have no idea what we're doing. But you know, hook us up with five if you feel like it. But
1: write a review, share it. Yeah. Hold oh, well, up.
2: Thank you. Bye.